It's not just time to get away. It's time to travel with Anita. From around the world to across Georgia, she covers it all. Now, here's the host of Travel with Anita, Anita Thomas. Hello, 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 and welcome aboard Travel with Anita and Friends. We're into summer vacation, and we're looking over places to go and checking our budget for places that say fun, but also won't break the bank. Destinations that are close by fun and filled with something for everyone have become the most sought-after getaways post-pandemic. While more than 70% of Americans are getting out there and traveling, a third of the travelers want to stay within two to three hours of home for their summer travel. Now, that's great news for the budget. And as fuel costs are going up, this means that we can also do those what I call one tank trips, have fun, save money, and then do what I really love, take additional getaways throughout the summer. Now, that sounds perfect to me. In Asheville, North Carolina, that's a favorite spot for us here for a weekend getaway or even a week-long vacation. Just three hours or less from areas around the Atlanta area, Asheville has something for everyone. I was recently there, and the trendy city was busy like we know it, and with all of the energy that we love about Asheville. Now, if you have not been to Asheville, you probably heard about how trendy it has become and just that Asheville energy and you're probably wanting to go. And one of the things that is making Asheville so popular right now is the restaurant scene. With several James Beard nominated and award-winning chefs, Asheville has a place that really satisfies all of our culinary delights. So a great visit there for all of the foodies. Now, when I was there, I stopped by a restaurant called Mamacitas. It's located in the South Slope Brewing District on Biltmore Avenue, and it's a delicious stop for authentic Mexican cuisine. It's family-owned, and all of the all of the meals are made from, from scratch. So I say, you know, that's got to be great. Made from scratch, Mexican cuisine, I've got my hand up for that. And there's no need to dress up. It's super casual, and it's also very popular with the locals. So I always say if the locals like it and they're going back, then you know it's going to be a great spot to check out. Now, a stop at the Lobster Trap, located in the historic downtown Asheville area, is right in the middle of all of the action and energy, and it's a great place for fresh seafood. And yes, I did say lobster in Asheville. <laughs> it's really good. But I'll tell you a little tip here. You want to make a reservation so that you can have a choice of sitting inside or out, and also, too, to make sure that you can get in at the time that you want to be there, because it's really busy, and it is oh so, 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 so good. Another great spot is Shai Panay, also located in the historic downtown area. It is the spot for Indian street food. James Beard nominated chef Arani is the owner and provider of some delicious, very delicious food. Now, another place that I found is Early Girl Eatery. And with a name like that, I'm going to put it on my list. It's a meat and three type restaurant, and it's a favorite for both locals and visitors. Now, I know if you're like me, when you travel, sometimes you may get a little hungry at night and a great place to go to satisfy 
that kind of craving, it's a place called Strictly Wings. It's a place for a wide variety of flavors, everything from sweet to spicy. They'll ask you, how do you like your wings? And also, it comes with all of the southern sides that we love. And those southern sides will have you coming back for seconds. Located on Sweeten Creek Road. I love that name as well. Sounds like it's going to be some good eats there. Now, for a traditional experience when you're in Asheville, check out the Sunset Terrace at the Omni Grove Park Inn. It's a great view of downtown, a great view of the mountains, and it's in a historic inn. So history buffs, you're going to love that one. Now, if you want to also take a break from all of the eating and discover art and sculpture in a in the Urban Peace Garden, you want to check that out as well. It's a community garden that is in the heart of West Asheville's Burton Street community, a historically African-American neighborhood. Check that out to get a little bit of uh, something different in and see some art and sculpture all in a community garden. Now, I was in Asheville about three years ago and had fun at something called the Drum Circle that takes place in Pritchard Park. Located in the historic area again, so you can see that historic area of Asheville is definitely the place that you want to go for some fun. Now, I want to tell you a little bit about the drum circle. It's the place where everybody's invited to come. You don't need an invitation. You don't have to worry about making reservations. You just show up on Friday nights, and you can do either dance, you can do drumming, or maybe you just want to watch and check it all out. But it is truly an Asheville experience. Now, I know as a visitor, I can come and I can check out all of the scenes, and I can come back and I can share it with you. But I know for a fact that locals know their city like the back of their hand. So I asked Rick Bell, who is the president of the Asheville B&B Association and owner of a B&B called Ingledine, what should we do when we're planning a visit to Asheville? What's going on? Western experience, certainly that's something that people come to Asheville for. Um, Asheville is also known um, for a number of other things. It's become a real uh, haven for breweries and distilleries. Um, there are a lot of beer festivals and uh, spirits festivals that happen every year. It's also become, or becoming, uh, a music destination. Uh, there are a number of small venues here that are attracting um, more regional kinds of music. Uh, Billboard magazine several springs ago did a story about Asheville and said that it was sort of like a, a regional Austin, Texas. So a lot, of, a lot of bluegrass, a lot of music from Appalachia is what you'll find here. Of course, Asheville has traditionally been known for recreation. We have rivers to kayak and float on, uh, obviously hiking, the Blue Ridge Parkway. Mountain biking is becoming a big deal. Um, as a matter of fact, about two miles down the road from us, uh, the town of Canton and Haywood County, which is the next county over, um, they, they are building Chestnut Mountain Na uh, Nature Park, which will be a 450-acre park that will have 18 miles of hiking and biking trails in it just about two miles from us. Um, so, you know, I can keep going and going. There's the arts community here. Asheville uh, has always been a, a, a creative place. Um, so if you're into the arts, um, there's several performing arts venues here as well. Um, we actually have a baseball team here, the Asheville Tourists. It's a minor league team. Um, of course, that's just a summertime kind of thing. But um, uh, like I said, there's a lot to do in, a, in, in this little town. 
Uh, definitely a lot to do. So I think the listeners are ready to pack those bags and take that one tank trip and come on up here to Asheville because, you know, in the Gainesville area, we love Asheville. We love North Carolina and especially, especially Asheville. Alrighty, are you ready to plan your one-take getaway to Asheville? Visit the website exploreashville.com and ashevillebba.com for the Asheville Bed and Breakfast Association. Now, Rick will come back later in the show to talk more about the B&B experience in Asheville and tell you about staying in his very charming and fabulous historic home. It has a very interesting history, and that will make your stay even more delightful. And after all this touring around eating, and just having a great time, your feet will want a little bit of special attention. So stay with me because in my next segment, I talk with Melissa Long, owner of Wakefoot Sanctuary, where you can have a total relaxation experience starting with your feet. Let's take a break here, and I'll be back in a few minutes here on Travel with Anita and Free. In my mind, I'm gone to Carolina. Can't you see the sunshine? Can't you just feel the moonshine? Ain't it just like a friend of mine? What do you do when you've been walking all day and your feet are ready for some special attention? Well, if you're in Asheville, North Carolina, you head over to Wakefoot Sanctuary. Wakefoot Sanctuary owner Melissa Long treated me to just what I needed after touring the city. I asked Melissa to tell us about that experience. Wakefoot Sanctuary is really, you know, this relaxing communal space where, you know, people can pop in and check out our menu sit down in cozy chairs and they choose a soak that, you know, kind of speaks to them or that, you know, has maybe some salt properties or oil properties that sound good to them. Maybe they have sore feet or they want a little extra moisture. They all smell fabulous. They have completely pure and natural essential oils in them, all natural ingredients. So they're just beautiful, often topped with lovely botanicals. And you're really just sitting in the chair, relaxing and this beautiful, you know, copper bowl of, of a foot soak is rolled up to you. And sometimes guests are just happy to soak their feet and, and get off their feet and just enjoy that sort of quiet moment to do that. But a lot of our guests will add massage onto their service. Um, may, maybe it's a head, neck and shoulder massage or a hand and lower arm massage or a foot and lower leg massage just to kind of reduce that tension even further and just relax even further. And, you know, it being a communal space, we just, we definitely see a lot of friends coming in together. A lot of people do it as a date or even, you know, parties of people. So it just kind of, the sanctuary space just kind of lends itself to the personality of the people in the room. That's the other beautiful thing about it is just, we see people from all walks of life from, from all over the world, frankly, since we've been open. Well, you know, the fact that you guys call it a sanctuary, I can definitely tell the listeners that it is definitely a sanctuary because when you walk in, it's a very moving experience, actually, because you have uh, the fragrance there of, of all of the oils and the botanicals and everything that's there that you can smell this right in the air. You have the soft music playing, uh, just the whole ambiance of the way you have everything decorated, the way everything's set up, that it you really do feel as though you're walking into a sanctuary spot that you know that you will walk away feeling relaxed and rejuvenated. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I just, after all these years, I just really never get tired of 
walking in the space myself in the morning and smelling those smells. And I never get tired of people walking in the space and commenting on that Mm. smell because, and they always ask, you know, well, what is this one product, you know, that I can buy that smells like this? And it really, you know, it really lends itself to the apothecary products that we procure that are that are in the space a lot. Most of the time, a lot of them are regional and it's just the mixture of that. Plus the soaks you can smell being prepped in the back kind of all coming together. That just makes that really cool smell. And, um, it kind of just, like you said, it just instantly puts people in a different mood. And now they're on this exploratory mission to figure out, okay, what did I walk into if they don't know? (laughs) And if they're coming for the appointment, they're just even more excited now. So that just, I just, I just never get tired of that. And the staff doesn't either. So that really, you know, makes it worthwhile. Uh, Definitely lend yourself to girlfriends groups or people celebrating birthdays or, you know, girlfriends trip or anniversary, just all different things. So tell us a little bit about that and how we can go about booking. And I'm thinking also that I'm saying girlfriends, but guys got to love this too. Yeah. You know, we see, you know, quite often the, the, the hesitant, you know, boyfriend or, or, um, partner come in and, and they're just not so sure. And, and a lot of times it could be their very first massage and they just come out converted. And that actually, you know, it just feels like such an honor to be that person's first massage, but now they're, you know, ready to kind of maybe do even more massage and, and the communal aspect, it's just, it makes a lot of what we see. And I feel like post COVID even more so, I would say such a higher proportion of what we're doing is celebratory and it doesn't even necessarily need to be a big celebration, just people wanting to kind of grab life by the horns and celebrate the small things even more. Now, can can we book online? Do we need to call? How do we go about making sure? Can we just walk in? So we, the way we're set up right now is we have the ability for people to request an appointment online and then we can correspond with them via email. Um, they can also call. And the reason why it's just a, you know, a quote request for an appointment is our mission globally as a company is service excellence. And we feel like that requires us to, you know, really understand the details and the needs of each guest. And especially if it's a party, we want to know what they're celebrating. We want to know the first and last names of the guests, you know, any details that we can make to make it more special. A lot of times people are calling in and they're wanting to surprise the other person. So we have to make special notes about the credit card and how things are supposed to be paid for. And um, they might want something brought out during service. And we're going to try to surprise them with that. And we kind of get in on all of that with them too. Mm-hmm because we like to be invested with them on that. Oh, that sounds great. Now, are, uh, are each of the foot soaks about the same time or is a little bit more time added if they're including a massage? So the way it works is we have sort of two sides of our men- menu. There's the a la carte menu, which is basically, you know, all the standalone soaks are 45 minutes. And then inside of that 45 minute soak, you can do either a 20 minute um, massage add-on or a 40 minute add massage add-on. And then it happens during the soak time. So you're not having to add any more time. And, and with the 45 minute soaks, I always tell people plan on taking an hour by the time you put your slippers on and take them back off. Mm-hmm. You know, that's probably what it would take. And then what I notice is when people come back the second time, I think they're definitely leaning on a lot of our packages, mm-hmm. which sort of start at 60 minutes and can step up all the way into an hour and a half, 
A lot of those come with tea service and shortbreads, maybe some truffles, maybe some, um, maybe they're adding some champagne or some, some rosé to that. So um, those definitely get more involved and involve, you know, head, neck and shoulder and more, you know, more body areas. And so that's just for people that want to indulge and stay longer and kind of just don't want to pick out anything. They want to pick the package out and they just want to forget it and don't want to worry about it. And we're seeing a lot more people book in for that. So there are products that we can buy that are actually used there as well. So we can take this experience home with us. Yes. So we have our wake brand line of products, which includes, you know, the very same neck wraps that you get in your service, the powder that gets put on your feet, you can buy and take home the shea butter that gets used on your head, neck and shoulder. You can take home with you. Um, we've got body washes, body oils, um, soaps, um, all on, you know, all wake products. And then we also really work hard to, you know, procure other products, a lot of times regional products. And a lot of these vendors and uh, supply, supplier partners have been with us for a really long time. One specializes in foot care specifically. He was actually, uh, you know, a retired podiatrist and we kind of go with him, go to him with questions, but he has a whole product line that we carry and just several other companies, whether it's jewelry, we get uh, several jewelers um, out of Alabama and just just keep keep things interesting um, with for for the people that come back, especially in just new jewelry and new products that we're testing. So we you can get several of the products online. And what I can tell you is that we're in development on quite a bit of products this year, not just for our own brand, but you know, more globally offering a lot more of the brands that we carry online. So that's coming likely this fall as well. So Melissa, can you share with us the website? Yes, it's wakespa.com. And on there, you can find a list of all of the foot soaks. And then the massages are listed separately there for you and kind of walks you through what you can expect during the massage. You can also look at all of the packages. There are links to the online store as well. And then you can also find videos that kind of walk you through what it's like to go through the experience because a lot of people, you know, we get that as a, lot, as a question for a lot of people calling in. Um, so you can watch some of those videos as well. And then you can kind of um, read about the backstory of Wake, which was actually named for our dog, Wake, who passed away in 2016. and. It manifests in a foot sanctuary, which is totally different. But, but you know, I think of I think of how he was with people often, and and reminding myself that that's you know that's at the core of what we do. Okay, I know you put Wake the Foot Sanctuary on your list. You can thank me later. Actually, you'll be thanking me while you're there with your feet relaxing. Stay put. I'll be back in a few minutes here on Travel with Anita and Friends. you're heading to North Carolina, Blue Ridge Mountains on a one tank trip, you want to experience the mountain views, the sunsets against the mountain range and those cool evening breezes. I've got the perfect place. Welcome back to Travel with Anita and Friends. 
Staying among the mountain ranges was on the top of my list, so I stayed with Glenda and Ken Cahill, hosts of Wildberry Bed and Breakfast. They have a beautiful home, and I knew that there must be a story behind the home as well as the bed and breakfast and all of their great five-star hospitality. Glenn and I sat down on her deck one morning, and this is what we talked about. So we started probably in 1980. We uh, watched a video on Home Time. It was on Sunday mornings, and it was a log cabin building show, and we were hooked immediately. Um, but it took us a long time in planning. We didn't start our cabin until 1998 with the drawings and the picking out of our property. So we bought our land and we thought we would control how our cabin fit on the land. But there's a lot of granite in the mountains here in Western North Carolina. And so instead of being ground level, we have four steps up and it's turned a different (laughs) direction than we wanted it to be. But we, um, we planned for a long time, 15 years, of pulling pages out of magazines of things that we loved, the way we wanted it to look. And, um, and so Ken and I, we had a big, thick folder to choose from <laughs> by the time we got to the design stage. Wow. You're kind of uh, between a couple of uh, the mountain ranges and great sunset. And you know, it's just a great view from here. How, how did you find this property? Yeah, so that was quite, um, I think we were just blessed to find the right place. Um, We were looking online in the evenings and weekends and driving up from Florence, South Carolina to look at property. And we found it on um, a real estate site. And when we got our real estate agent here to help us find land, you don't make a lot of commission on land. Mm. So we got the most junior real estate agent that they had. So she would show us anything. She wasn't trying to direct us. So if I found places, she would take us. And we found this beautiful farm that they were selling off a piece of. The farmer had lived here for 70 odd years. And when you come, you'll walk up this hill, you drive up, it's, it's an experience. It's on, the, it's on the side of the mountain, that's the price we pay for the view. But he walked straight up this hill and I was kind of like on my hands and knees. And he's like, come on, youngin. <laughs> he was 82 and making me feel like I was 90. <laughs> But we looked out at this beautiful view and we said, this is, this is the this spot. This is it. Yeah. yeah. So it was wonderful. And although we're close to Asheville, I think being outside of the city really brings another dynamic to, to coming up to this area. And certainly your place is, is definitely that. So what are we going to experience? How many rooms do you have? Just tell us a little bit about, about that. Sure. We have um, seven total guest rooms. We have our main lodge, which has five rooms, our great room, and our game room downstairs. And um, this is where we serve breakfast up here, hopefully on nice days out on this beautiful deck. Mm -hmm. Um, We also have our cabin, which has two suites with kitchens. So people can bring families and they can cook that they couldn't do in this main lodge because it's a bed and breakfast and we're controlled by health department rules here about cooking. Mm -hmm. But... We have also a grill on this main deck, which we let people, this is our way around that. We let people (laughs) grill out if they want to bring back food and grill outside. And then um, we also have a hot tub, five miles of hiking trails, um, a big fire pit up on the side of the hill in a shaded area we call the forest retreat. 
Mm, it's definitely a retreat for sure. So speaking of retreats, okay, I want to come, you know, with my family, but I could also do other things. What about uh, family reunions or weddings, anniversaries? I mean, what else do you have going on here when people come to visit? Yeah, so we have a lot going on here. We've had probably um, three dozen elopements here. So that's that's really fun. Ken and I usually get to be the witnesses. <laughs> And I have a uh, officiant on call, mm -hmm. so we can arrange that. Um, we've had some big weddings, up to 80 people. We've kind of reduced that down to 25 because it's a lot for our property. We're not a huge property. Mm -hmm. um, but then we've had um, engaged, lots of engagements where we decorate the room, rose petals, and will, will you marry me on the carpet as she walks in? And, that's just so wonderful. Ken's usually waiting inside with the camera so we can get a picture for them of the, of the, uh, her, the, her, her saying yes, saying hopefully. Yes. Right, exactly. <laughs> yes. You haven't had any no's, I'm sure. No no's. Okay. <laughs> and we've had some family reunions. Mm -hmm. um, that's been a lot of fun. Uh, and just um, people getting together after COVID. Mm -hmm. Families coming back together and just kind of staying here and getting to know each other. And sometimes they don't go to Asheville at all. They could walk on the trails or they sit out here on the deck and they just get to know each other and reconnect again. Now, if they are standing in the bed and breakfast, I know you uh, prepare a delicious breakfast that is just so good. I can attest to that. Are there places for dinner so that we don't have to go into Asheville that are nearby? Yes. We have three actually family-owned restaurants that are nearby. One is uh, Shorty's Barbecue, father-daughter uh, restaurant and their their carry out so you can actually bring that back here and sit on the deck see the view and have some nice hot barbecue it's very close oh. to us we have a family Italian restaurant called Papa's which is uh, just a little farther past Shorty's and then just a little further than that we have um, a Mexican restaurant which is very very nice family owned it's been around it's called Icarumba so no problem with getting some dinner. And when they're out here, they really, really should, I think, uh, enjoy the atmosphere and enjoy this area for sure. Yeah, relax a little bit. Mm -hmm, definitely relax a little bit. So how do people go about booking? Are you online or do you have, um, you know, people should call? How, how should we go about it? Yeah, so we have a website, wildberrylodge.com. Mm -hmm. And you can make reservations from there directly online. It's totally up to date all the time. So, But if you want to talk to me, we're happy to take your reservation over the phone, answer questions that you might not be able to get answered from the website. Mm -hmm. It's always nice to talk to somebody, I think, mm. you know, and get a better feel for the place. And so we encourage folks, if they have any questions at all, just to call us and we'll do it over the phone. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. And what about your busy times? Are there times that uh, you're busier or times that, you know, people are more likely to get exactly what they want? Yeah, so the times when you can just come and just totally relax come in January through March because we have the fireplace running the beautiful we have a 32 foot stack stone fireplace and it's just the crackling fire is so relaxing bring a book and relax we have hot spice cider in the winter also and the busiest time is actually October leaf peeping season yeah I can believe that yeah so we were ranked in the top 14 in the nation for spectacular mountain foliage views um, back in 2015, we were so surprised. We didn't even know it was going to happen. Mm. So that was spectacular. And a lot of people got found out about us because of that because of, yeah. because of that advertising. But, um, yeah, we just, um, we, 
all seasons are beautiful. Mm-hmm. The spring has all of the uh, rhododendrons and azaleas. Mm-hmm. So any time of year is beautiful to come. Mm-hmm. But we do have, um, there are some hikes close by. Of course, the Blue Ridge Parkway is here. Mm-hmm. Hot Springs is, um, you can touch on the Appalachian Trail from there at, the t- at town. So you can drive into Hot Springs and actually walk on the AT for a little while. Mm-hmm. We also have a bison farm, Dr. King's Bison Farm. And that's in Leicester. And we have a winery, Addison Farms Vineyards, who does um, tours of the family-owned winery. And they have a nice tasting room there where they do some small events, too. Sounds very good. Now, the name of the city is Leicester. So let's talk a little bit about that because it's not spelled that someone would automatically say Leicester. Right. (laughs) So I said Leicester. And I've said Leicester and Leicester. And it's kind of, it's a British translation. Mm-hmm. The Earl of Leicester's, um, I don't know if it was his son or his nephew, um, settled this area. And that's where the name came from. Mm-hmm. So I've heard, I've not seen that written anywhere. It's kind of folklore mm-hmm. in the area. And this series is all about one tank. So you fill up that tank, you go for a drive. And of course, the area where we are is definitely the drive market for Asheville. So coming up here, I think, is definitely something that they should do. It is a one tank destination for sure. They can come up, have a great time, and really enjoy your beautiful cabin. Living in the South, I want to shut your mouth. I am a country girl. I am a country home, a comfortable room, a spectacular view, and delicious, delicious breakfast. It's Ingledine Inn and Cabins in Asheville, North Carolina. Welcome back to Travel with Anita and Friends. I just had this experience, y'all, with my friend Yvette, and I'm telling you, owner Rick Bell and his partner Tom are my new best friends. I'm not kidding. We sat around the chef's table in their kitchen and talked and talked and talked. They were once Atlanta residents, so we could relate to some of their experiences, and we reconnected on some crazy stories. We didn't realize the time was going so fast, but I did ask Rick to tell me both about the hospitality that they offer and that fabulous historic home. Um, The house was built in 18. 1885. Uh, it was built by a family. Uh, their family business was making wine. So this was a winery, a vineyard. Um, the name comes from um, their travel experiences, actually. Um, Captain Hoyt and his wife thought that the terrain around this part of North Carolina resembles that of the terrain in the Ingadine Valley in Switzerland. So they named the, the home Ingadine, that was the name of the wine that they produced as well. Was the wine widespread or just more here in the Asheville area? Well, it was, um, it was fairly well known, evidently. Um, there are a lot of assumptions. Um, uh, as I said, the house was built in 1885. Um, uh, Captain Hoyt was a, uh, uh, in the Confederate Army. Um, after the war, he moved to New York, uh, which is where he met his wife. Um, they uh, it, it, actually his cousin's wife. Uh, they eventually got married and came here and built Engadine. They were very social people um, and they had a lot of relationships, including a relationship with George Vanderbilt who built the famous Biltmore Estate here in Asheville. And as a result, the wine was not only sold here in Asheville, it was sold in New York and it was also sold uh, as far away as San Francisco. Um, it was called Engadine. 
Um, uh, we actually still have one of the original grape vines growing on the property. Uh, it grows grapes every year. We don't make wine out of it, but we, my, our housekeeper does take the grapes and she makes grape jelly out of it and uh, grape jelly out of it and we sell that here at the inn. Um, so it, it continues to this day um, and the, the, the business that they had was obviously successful if they were able to sell wine as far away as New York and San Francisco. You guys have a great, a great thing going here, so tell us a little bit about the experience that people are going to have when they come and stay with you all. Okay, well, uh, the property is 12 acres altogether. Originally it was 107. Uh, on the 12 acres, there are really three parts to the property. There's the historic bed and breakfast, which is the traditional bed and breakfast experience. It's a Victorian home, Queen Anne style Victorian home. There are five rooms here. The second part of the property, we have six cabins. Uh, they're kind of mountain cabins of various sizes that uh, accommodate different, you know, different numbers of people. They're kind of scattered across the back of the property. And then we also have two very large outdoor spaces that we use for events. One of those spaces is tented, so we're able to do things like weddings or family reunions, that kind of thing. Well, certainly because of our views. We have two really spectacular views. Um, couples or families like the fact that we can accommodate a group here. So between the rooms and the cabins, we can sleep about 35 people. The outdoor event spaces can easily accommodate up to about 100 people. So it's the kind of place that can be a destination for a wedding or an event. Everybody can come here and stay here. All of the activities happen here. Um, you don't need to leave unless you just want to. And yet everybody still has their own space. That you are the president of the Asheville B&B Association here. So what, what does your job entail with making sure that people know Asheville is a great place to come to for all the great activities and things, but certainly when you come, you want to stay in a B&B. Yep, absolutely. Well, it's um, ABBA, as we call it, it's the Asheville Bed and Breakfast Association, is mainly a marketing organization. Um, it's a, a, a group of affiliated ends, there are about 17 of us, who pool our marketing dollars to promote not so much Asheville, but promote a bed and breakfast experience in Asheville. Uh, most folks, by the time they, um, they, they get to our group, they've already made the decision to come here. And by that, at that point, they're just looking for lodging. And so we want to present ourselves as a lodging alternative to some of the hotels and motels and short-term rentals that are available in the area. Um, and we've had a fairly successful campaign. Um, each year we try to do a different thing to promote ourselves. And over the years, we've done things like a cookbook or an affiliation with an arts group or um, some of the festivals that happen in Asheville so that we're, we're viewed by people when they go to search for lodging as a viable option to, you know, a more traditional lodging experience. Our philosophy, the, and this is sort of true, I think, certainly for the Asheville Bed and Breakfast Association members, but also for B&Bs in general. We want to give people an experience that they wouldn't have if they were staying at home. Um, and part of giving them that experience is breakfast. And as I tell people here, Asheville has become known, especially in recent years, as a food destination with a lot of award-winning chefs. Um, people come here to experience that end-of-day meal experience. And, and our philosophy is that you should begin the day with a meal that's just as special. So um, here at Engadine, our breakfasts are two courses usually. Uh, we start with a fruit course. It's followed by an entree, so it's served just like a multi-course meal would be served. Um, we kind of change it up each day. 
Uh, one day will be a sweet day, the next day will be a savory day. And we also do our best for guests that are staying with us for an extended period of time not to serve the same thing twice. So it gets kind of interesting sometime after, we've, after somebody's been here for a week or, or 10 days, you're beginning to run out of things to do. And, and I, I always laugh and tell people, you know, gee, these people need to leave. I'm, I'm running out of stuff. Um, but it's, uh, I think they find, they almost enjoy not only eating the food, but okay, what's he gonna come up with next? You know, I've been here for nine days. What's he gonna do for the 10th day, kind of thing. So how can they go about booking? Do we do it online or do you have a special setup? Do we need to call? Just what's the booking process? Okay, well, there are a couple of options. Uh, if people are interested in our property, the best rates are always going to be found if you go to our website uh, and book direct um, and not use one of the online travel agencies, uh, the OTAs, uh, Expedia, Booking.com, uh, Airbnb, and some of the others. While they are convenient, uh, they don't always have the best rates, and so I always encourage people to book direct. Um, that's also, and they can do that online at our website, or they can give us a call. Um, um, that, that way, they'll also have the opportunity to sort of engage with us. One of the things that we try to do when people are booking, uh, and this is something else that's an advantage to booking direct versus going to an OTA, we actually help consult with guests about their itineraries, give them ideas for things to do, help them put a day together that makes sense so that they're not driving all over the place. Yeah. Um, so there's a lot more personal attention if you do it that way. You can also reach us and the other member, Asheville Bed and Breakfast Association ends by going to the association's website. We maintain a common calendar where you can check availability of all the inns in one place and uh, you can actually, if you find something that you like, when you click, uh, it will actually take you directly to the property's booking site so you can make reservations there. And again, that's a direct booking as opposed to going to one of the OTAs. That's fabulous. I like that you can uh, kind of check out if you want to spend a little time outside of the city, a little, a little time inside. You make it very easy for us to find that B&B that's perfect for us. Well, actually, um, and sometimes people will do this. Um, ours is a more... Ours is sort of a rural setting. It's why we have the, the great views that we have here. But sometimes people want to do an in-town experience followed by a, a near-town experience. So the ABBA website is a good place to check out some of the in-town inns. You could stay there for a couple of days and then come out to the country where we are and um, um, you know, have a couple of days in the country just looking at the mountain views. There's nothing wrong with that. So give me those uh, websites again. Okay, well, um, our website is engadineninncabins.com, E-N-G-A-D-I-N-E, engadineninncabins.com. You know, we'd love to have you. We'd love to have your listeners. We here at Engadine and certainly the other, the other people in the association would, would welcome you and do our best to create a great experience for you if you come to Asheville to stay with us. Now, hospitality should be their first name. Rick shares all of this hospitality when you come to visit. So pack your bags. Asheville, North Carolina is your one tank destination. And for listeners that are joining me in cities outside of the Atlanta area and North Georgia area, Asheville is calling your name too. For more information on planning a trip to Asheville, visit the website exploreashville.com. And also Asheville B&B Association's website, AshevilleBBA.com. 
And I took lots of photographs, and I'd love to share those with you. Visit my website, travelwithanita.com, and you'll see photos of both of the beautiful bed and bed accommodations that hosted Yvette and, and I for a lovely, lovely stay. So thanks for joining me today. I'll be back with another great one-take destination. It's summer vacation, y'all. Time for us to get the family together and hit the road. Thanks for joining me. Bye-bye. Oh.